Hey folks, PC here from Wrestling With The Truth and Wrestling With The 80s. I'm glad you're enjoying another fantastic episode by Dwaylon and Steve. If you love the Armchair Booking Podcast, I think you'll enjoy my shows as well. Once you're done this episode, why don't you check out Wrestling With The Truth? It's a wrestling podcast that's a mixture of the modern product and old school memories from someone who's been a fan for 40 plus years. It's available on all your favorite podcasting apps and even on YouTube. Finally, if you're looking to relive the 80s, check out Wrestling With The 80s on YouTube as well, where I focus on old school matches, legendary territories, and crazy characters. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any great content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber, and joining me as always is my absolutely awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And I don't know about you, Dwaylon, but I'm tired. I'm very tired. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are trying something a little bit new right now. Yeah. uh, Because we recognize that due to our shifting schedules over the past couple of months, Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we just were not available in the evening time as we, we usually are. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying out in the morning Yeah. and right now it is, well, just a little bit after six in the morning, Dwayland's time. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. fact, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see the time right behind where well, it was right there until Dwayland pulled his arm up. Uh, but you can actually see right the time. There. Yeah. Right there. You know, <laughs> right, by, right behind him. So you can actually <laughs> see the time and because we we don't want to miss out on giving our listeners uh, shows because when we miss believe me um i get messages dwellin you do you get messages yeah ask yeah yep sure do <laughs> yeah so we apologize for that um but we're trying to make sure yeah. that we are able to get this uh going we don't cause we don't want it to stop so right no oh and we've actually had a topic for a couple of days <laughs> so, uh, and it kind of, in a way, almost a continuation of our last episode when we were talking about uh, Roman Reigns, you know, but we kind of mentioned the face of, of the WWE and yeah. then really the face of wrestling. So it didn't kind of occur to us who actually is the face of wrestling, not just WWE, mm-hmm. but just wrestling in general. Yeah. And it's led to some interesting conversations. And I know this will, this will be something that'll be up for debate. And, we, you know, frankly, we welcome it. Right. Uh, yeah. Because we like those kind of conversations. Those, um, those kind of conversations that are actually productive and, and thought provoking. And, um, you know, so I, I got to looking at the rosters and I was like, wow, there's, there's a couple other things that I kind of noticed also about the roster when comparing ring names and real names uh by the way it was just some observations i was like huh but <laughs> excuse me um but before we get started i want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info if you want to email the show it's armchair booking 
podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook um, and Instagram. Just look up Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Booking Armchair. And on TikTok, it's, of course, at Armchair Booking. And, of course, on YouTube, you know, we're already there. You can find us um, our merch site, tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can also find Dwaylon, his podcast, The Intellectual Rockstar, which, by the way, I've been missing hearing that, dude. Yeah, yeah, I got to get back to that, too. Just the food truck has been crazy here lately, and it's like by the time I get done with the food truck and get home, it's like I'm just exhausted. It's like I'm so tired. <laughs> I, I personally think that your next episode should be about Captain America, and I'm not just saying that because that's what you're wearing <laughs> on your chest right now. Yeah. <laughs> but so there's the inspiration for that. But if you have not listened to the Intellectual Rockstar podcast, go check it out on any audio, audio platform you can think of. He does not have merch yet, but I think he ought to get some merch soon because I would buy it. That's just me. <laughs> but you can also check out my other podcast, my non-wrestling called The Cubicle Chat, where we talk about anything, basically the kind of conversations you would have like in a cubicle sitting at in an office environment or on your front porch or by a campfire or just talking just in general. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we cover just about every topic you can think of. So, and I want to give other shout outs to first, we've always got to shout out Ted, the hillbilly hill, because Ted's always been good to us. He is the pod father. Go check out the hill truth. If you haven't yet, uh, definitely go check him out. Cause Ted's just awesome. Uh, we're, we're trying, we're in negotiations to appear on his show right now as well. And, you know, because and it's such an honor because, I mean, he's still trending number one on MySpace and in Antarctica. Antarctica, yeah. I mean, award-winning, you know, just uh awesome podcast. I also want to shout out uh, BC Hunter from Wrestling With The Truth. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, um, he's become a pretty good friend of ours, and we've been, you know, uh, we've been corresponded with him back and forth, same thing. You know, we hope to appear in his show or have him appear on ours again because, uh, we've always had great times anytime we've been able to collaborate like that. Uh, also finish your wrestling. Same thing. We've been, <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to get our, back with him and yeah. Yeah. Uh, schedules just, we thought we had something and then boom, it would fall through, you know, yeah. but we're trying because oh, th- those guys are great when we had them on. And so they're, uh, they've been trying to get us on theirs as well. And we know it'll be a good time. It's just a matter of getting the timing correct. Yeah. Um, also, the Wrestling Society Network. We we kind of mm-hmm. forget about them sometimes, even though we really shouldn't, because we had Bear on our podcast not too long ago. Yeah. And he's invited us to be on theirs, and mm-hmm. hopefully that'll be soon, maybe real soon, actually. Uh, but we, we're trying to get all these things scheduled. Um want to also give another shout-out to Justin from the TNC Sports Talk. He was able to get that back up and running. He had his first show yesterday in quite a while and okay. yep so uh and he gave us a shout out and he actually played not just our promo but our video promo because oh, he's, okay cool. yes so he's live on youtube so mm-hmm. if you're on youtube and the you saw the intro at the beginning the one that has all the pictures of me and Joel, and especially the one from when we were in the chess club because yeah we all <laughs> like that <laughs> uh justin actually played that intro so i uh, definitely appreciate that and i can also cannot forget about the dad world order uh, some other great guys that yeah they've been on our podcast and I know we've talked about going on theirs. Um, I might see them here soon 
at Summer Sizzler. You know the the oh, big, okay, yeah. yeah, the big Northern Wrestling Wrestling Federation. There's, uh, there's big show. Uh, their big summer show. There we go. If I can learn how to talk. All right. So when we talk about the face of wrestling, I know when we were kids. If you had to ask us right about 1984, because 84 is when I started to watch wrestling, mm-hmm. who would you have said, you know, would, would have been the face of wrestling, um, about, around 1984? Uh, probably Hogan. Yep. I mean, that's when Hulkamania was, you know, running wild, brother. Yeah. Running really wild. And yeah, yeah. it'd be Hogan. I mean, if you asked back then, if you asked any wrestling fan, if you asked any, non-wrestling fan you know can you name me a professional wrestler hogan's going to be the one that they would name yep because he was just at the time he was made bigger in life i think uh probably secondary would be andre just because andre i mean Mm -hmm. a lot of people just knew oh andre the giant because andre was Mm -hmm. also in um he had a couple of bit parts in tv shows and um and also he was part of that that super card where it was like the boxers against wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. And so people knew who Andre was and they just knew Andre was Andre. Yeah. Um, but Hogan was all over the place. Yeah. Hogan was just a phenomenon. Then it's like, he, you know, took over the wrestling world, took over the entertainment world. And as much as I ugh, hate to say it, <laughs> uh, the Rock wouldn't have been wouldn't have been able to expand beyond wrestling like he did if Hogan hadn't laid that groundwork back in eighty four eighty five. You know because Hogan was you know what the Rock has done with his career. Hogan did back then, and Hogan was nowhere near as successful as the rock or now he just goes by just his real name, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he, he will always be the rock to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was, Hogan was nowhere near successful, but he was able to, he was able to break out of that bubble of just being a pro wrestler. And he was just a pop. He was a pop culture icon. Yeah. Uh, they had their own cartoon, and there were other characters on the cartoon. Yeah, but Hogan was still the focal point. Yeah, yep. And so, if you would have, like you said, if you would have asked anybody, a non wrestling fan back then, for the most part, and I do know certain areas of the country, um, yeah, if you say name a wrestler, they'll probably name uh, someone who was more local. Yeah. Um, you know, but even though they may have known who Hogan was, but if you go down to Dallas and name a wrestler, they'll say any of the Von Erics. Yeah. Yep. Um, you go up to like Minneapolis and it'd probably be, you know, somebody from the AWA, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the AWA was never as big as, as the WWF or the NWA. No, unfortunately, but no, it yeah. never was. Um, you go up to like Calgary and be one of the hearts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and of course you go down to, down to around Charlotte and more than likely it'd be Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that people still wouldn't say Hogan, especially, you know, if they had satellite yeah. TV and they were able to watch and you or USA network and 
Yeah, because uh, just at that time, Hogan was everywhere. He was what he was wrestling. He was what people thought of when they thought of pro wrestling. Now, wrestling fans, if you ask a wrestling fan back then who was the face of wrestling, a lot of fans are going to say Ric Flair. Because, yep. you know, Flair was the one that was wrestling, you know, traveling all over the country, really all over the world. Mm-hmm. defending his world championship wrestling top talent and you know flair was on tv every week when that you know when hogan wasn't and flair was wrestling on tv on a regular basis when hogan wasn't and but flair hadn't got to that pop culture status flair's there now which is amazing yeah, <laughs> Flair's there now. I mean, Flair has been in, you know, even just the woo has become a, you know, it's firmly entrenched in pop culture. And, like, he's been in Bad Bunny songs doing the woo. <laughs> he's been in rap videos with different artists. Just, you know... Flair's become that pop culture icon. It didn't, just didn't he have a, a song. Didn't he have a song named after him, the Ric Flair drip? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, and, that... and even like even the promo that he did, where he's like talking about uh, where he uh, he spent more money on spilt liquor than this other guy made in a year. That has that has blown up here in the last few years, like a lot of like college football teams when they're like, before they leave the locker room, that's like their, that's what they use to get themselves hyped up. And it's just, you know, it's pretty cool that he's gotten there. It just took him a lot longer just because non-wrestling fans weren't as familiar with Ric Flair back then because he wasn't, he wasn't as, he didn't have as much exposure as Hogan did at that time. And that's a real shame considering Ric Flair definitely his promos were better because you couldn't copy and paste Ric Flair's promos over and over again. Hogan's no. promos, I mean, they were, they were, yeah. now, don't get me wrong. His promos were exciting. You know, come on, brother, you know, but I mean, his, his promos were great. The energy and just, you know, the conviction and like, you, right. you felt like he, he believed, he believed and meant everything he said, but they never made any sense. Right. It's just, he was just able to get past that. He didn't have to make a sensical promo because all he had to do was stand there and flex and, you know, yell a little bit. And he had that natural charisma that, you know, got him through but flair i mean your promo could be two minutes but you got a good story with Mm -hmm. with flair and flair always sold whatever was going on yep he always sold it well whoever he was feuding with and always liked how flair would always put over whoever he was feuding with i mean on the mic he would be like you know like one of my favorite promos is where he says uh He's standing there and he's not even wearing the suit or anything. He's just like wearing a t-shirt and everything. And he's holding the belt and he's like, 
listing off like Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, Barry Windham, guys like that. He's like, he said, all of you want to be champion. And he points at the belt. He's like, but this lives at my house. All of you are great, but it's going to take a really great man to take it from me. And so he would give, he would always give his opponents their props, but then tell them you're great, but you're just not good enough to beat me. And you believe it. And like you said, the wrestling fans and mm-hmm. like who actually kept up with not just the mid Atlantic and not just world-class, not just right. what, whatever was coming out of Memphis. You go down to Memphis. That's another one. Even now you go down to Memphis. And never you go to Memphis. It's, it's Jerry. Jerry Lawler. Lawler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, without, without any hesitation, you go to Memphis and say, you know, who's the face of wrestling? Jerry Lawler. Yeah. That's what, people are going to say that now. And Jerry Lawler ain't wrestled it forever. Right. Which Ric Flair should actually, you know, take notice. <laughs> yep yeah um because flair was the greatest in the ring arguably yeah but you know he needs to keep his butt out of the ring now because i oh, don't yeah. want to see a 74 year old man passing <clears throat> out in the ring twice no like the way he did but i mean he's pushing other stuff and he's keeping himself in the spotlight because well that's also rick flair yes yeah it's kind of flair. It's <laughs> like i think i think it's like i think the spotlight is like air for him now it's like mm-hmm. He's got to have it to live. So, and oh, excuse me. Um, you know, and it's amazing. You know, when Hogan became the face of wrestling, when Hulkamania started in January '84, really, he was like the face of wrestling for a non wrestling fan. But till '91, yeah, ish, yeah, till. Uh, till he dropped, really, he was probably the face of wrestling until he dropped the title to the warrior at WrestleMania six. And then that's kind of when things started to, yeah, that was 80, uh, that was 90. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1990. And things started to kind of shift, um, just in the wrestling landscape altogether. It's just, I think fans are getting a little wore out with, you know, the, the Hulkamania shtick and <clears throat> WWE was pushing the warrior as Hogan's replacement because Hogan had other, you know, he had Hollywood commitments and things like that. That's a really bad movies to make. Oh God. They were awful. They were so bad. Um, <laughs> and that's another difference between him and the rock. I mean, the rock's a good actor. People are like, well, he's the same guy and everything. And it's like, He's him. I feel like The Rock is just himself, and that he, just he ad libs a lot. He ad libs a lot of his stuff because The Rock yeah. actually he is a great ad libber, yeah. and The Rock or or Dwayne Johnson, he's actually the yeah. highest paid performer in Hollywood right now. Yeah, Hogan yep. never even came close to that. God no. If if Hogan was if if you take how movies come out now, if you put it back then. Hogan Hogan's movies would go straight to the bargain bin or straight to video on demand. <laughs> they're not they're not going to the theater. He's not making a billion dollars, you know, in ticket sales and so but uh I think Hogan I think it started to kind of not really fade but just people started wanting something different. Around the time he dropped the titles of the Warrior, WWE thought the Warrior was going to be that replacement, but that never ended up happening. And 
as you know, wrestling was evolving, uh, I would say probably after he lost the title to Warrior, and he was still kind of, you know, people say, oh, yeah, Hogan, you might throw Savage in there. People might know who Randy Savage is because of the Slim Jim commercials, but they know mm-hmm. him from Slim Jim. They probably had not even watched him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a couple years after that, Stone Cold, you know, became Stone mm-hmm. Cold. And yep. who was who was stunning Steve and everywhere he, else? He, which, he really was. That's right. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? He decided to stop using it. You know, so, he, so fair well, you got to pick it up. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and if he ever wants to discuss it, you know, well, come on the show and discuss it. There you I go. Have, yeah. I have no issue with that. <laughs> so, I mean, me neither. Not you know, know, anytime. But, but really, you know, Stone Cold kind of became the face. Because of the Austin 316 shirts. Yep. And just, you know, he was that, you know, he, to me, he was like wrestling's first, like, real anti-hero. It's like, yeah. you know, you wanted to cheer him because he was fighting against the system, but he didn't care if you cheered him or not. He was just going to do whatever he wanted to do. And, I mean, his tactics... That's that's the that's the true measure for me of somebody really getting over and going because you know Austin was when he first started being Stone Cold he was a heel, um, and then the fans turned him face. His tactics have never changed. He did the same stuff as you know as a face that he did as a heel. It's just. People got behind him because he was fighting against, you know. It, it was related uh, relatability. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody can relate to wanting to beat up their boss. And yep. they got to vicariously do that through Steve Austin beating up Vince McMahon on a weekly basis. And that was actually something else I was thinking of when I was looking through like the list of um personnel and here's something else when we talk about current ones we might as well say it now because we talked about it before we start recording we are very aware that most people out in the world know wwe they don't know AEW, roh impact even mm-hmm. in japan all those as well right and so we're being realistic. We know that the face of wrestling is probably on the WWE roster. Um, although, yeah, yeah I mean, we because get... I mean, it's still the biggest game in town. It's yep. still the largest wrestling company in the world. And it's hard not to focus on, you know, talent from that company as being the face of wrestling. Because again, mm-hmm. you ask a non wrestling fan, name me a wrestling company. WWE is what they're going to say. WWE. And, you know, now you may have some exceptions also around, like maybe Jacksonville, you know, because yeah. that's where AEW's headquartered. Yeah. Um, But, <clears throat> but we, you know, also mentioned, you might say, well, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, because, but where did they get real big? Exactly. They got, you know, Moxley was Dean Ambrose in WWE. Jericho, you know, Jericho's 
you know, biggest, you know, biz- biggest success has still come in WWE. Um, and like, I know some people be like, oh, well, Kenny Omega's in AEW. Yeah. But Kenny Omega's stateside is not the same as Kenny Omega in New Japan Pro Wrestling. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kenny Omega is a god. He is a yeah. wrestling god. Um, but still, he does not eclipse uh, Okada. If as far as New Japan goes, if you if you say who's the face of wrestling, but you could only pick from New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's Okada. He's just you know become that. He is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, but stateside, Kenny Omega, a lot of people know who Kenny Omega is based on his work from New Japan, because a lot of his work in the States, especially earlier in his career, is not, you know, not ready, readily, readily accessible. Like, exactly. when he wrestled for Pro Wrestling Gorilla, uh, he did some, a few things in early days of Ring of Honor and stuff like that, but <clears throat> you can't see that. Like you can go to New Japan World and watch any Kenny Omega match he ever had in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So you can't really put him with Jericho and Moxley because <clears throat> he's just not as well known in the States by a non wrestling fan. Right. And and that's not a slight on him. I mean, because Kenny no, Omega not is at still all. phenomenal. Not at all. He just spent the majority, you know, he built a name for himself you know, overseas. So for those non-wrestling fans over here, he's having to build a name for himself now. And, you know, if we're getting back to like the, well, almost like, almost running a history lesson, you know, like the big names, but, you know, 96 is when Stone Cold, you know, that's when the Austin 316 um, happened. At the same time, you know, almost, I mean, I don't know, what the span of days was between that and Hogan turning heel and joining the NWO. Yeah. Uh, Hogan turned at bash of the beach and Austin won King of the ring. And they were, the time frame was just like, they were right close to really close. Yeah. And what's funny is, we ne- we may never have gotten Stone Cold, you know, what he became if he hadn't have, if the King of the Ring hadn't have been changed because he wasn't supposed to win it. Triple H was supposed to win King of the Ring that year, but because of the curtain call, Hall and Nash were gone and Shawn Michaels at the time was the world champion. So Triple H was the one who got punished. So that him winning the King of the Ring was scrapped until the next year. Um, so then Austin got pushed, and all it took was him getting his mouth busted open during the semifinals and then going to get stitches, coming back, winning the finals, and then cutting that promo, and they were off to the races. Yeah, and... <clears throat> It never occurred to me until you just said it. Holland Nash were involved with curtain call, which indirectly led to Steve Austin winning King mm-hmm. of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, they they left 
and then they formed the NWO along with Hogan, which was yeah. one of the biggest stories, news stories <laughs> in wrestling period. Yep. Hogan churning heel. And so there's Hall and Nash involved in a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And um and it's also there was another name that you mentioned in there. Do you think HBK would have ever been considered the, the face of wrestling? Because I mean he was getting pretty well known. He was getting pretty well known, but I don't think so just because he just because he didn't have that nor I don't think he wanted to have that crossover appeal. Sean just Sean just wanted to be the best wrestler in the world. And, you know, he wanted to go and steal the show every night. But I think that's what he was concerned with more so than being, you know, the face of all of pro wrestling. Even though talent-wise, there were very few that could touch him. Exactly. And even though Sean did pose in Playgirl, I just yeah, <laughs> I he to... did. I mean, that, and that's as close, really, as that crossover thing as he ever got was posing in Playgirl. Um, you know, but he didn't. He didn't really. He didn't do TV or movies or none of that. He just went out there and stole the show. I mean, I think, I think he was like in a movie, like fairly recently like a couple of years ago but it was i i, did, I, I never watched it i don't even remember i the think he was it. in one of the the marine movies when once the miz kind of started doing the franchise i think he was in one of maybe the last marine movie but uh other than that but nothing you know yeah nothing, nothing that, big I, I, he I was mean, i don't even remember the like, name of it so yeah, he, he he was like flair it's like flair didn't you know, Flair didn't do any of that stuff either until like way, way past his prime. Flair just focused on being the best wrestler in the world. But when, like, for again, non wrestling fans, a lot of them probably weren't familiar with Shawn Michaels, but real wrestling fans were very familiar with Shawn Michaels because <clears throat> his run, his first run was good. His first one was great, I, you know, but that second run when he came back from the broken back and wrestled another eight years when he was told that he'd never be able to do it again. For me, that run is better than the other because you could tell Sean was in a bad place toward the end of his first run. Like the last couple of years of his first run, he was in a real bad place, like physically and you know he had substance abuse issues and he was just in a really bad place and i don't feel like he was able to enjoy what he was doing but at one point he was actually and this this was low key mm -hmm. it didn't really make the headlines he was actually fired from wwf at the time for a short period because he showed up at oh a, yeah a show in no shape to perform that's what they put it he was in other words he was extremely high yeah, um, him and Triple H even got into it and didn't speak for a while, quite a while, uh, because Triple H is like, dude, you got to go home. Yeah. And he's like, they got into a huge fight, and he's like, you can't be here like this. You're in no shape. And this was this was when Sean wasn't even wrestling then. He was just an on-air 
personality. He was like the commissioner or something. Something, yeah. On air. And Triple H is like, dude, you got to go. You can't do this. And he said they got into a big fight. And he said it was like a year or two that they didn't speak because Sean was so mad at him for basically kicking him out of the building. Tell him the truth. Yeah. And Triple H is like, I did it for his own good because he had no business. He had no business being backstage in that condition. And there was no way we could let him go out in front of the camera like that, which they had enough sense to do that when TNA did not have enough sense to do that with Jeff Hardy. Uh, There's and actually sting. There's another one. Yeah. You know, now that now, and that might've come a little bit later on. Yeah. You know, with sting, but yeah. yeah. With, with Sting, Sting kind of had that crossover thing going once he started, you know, being the, doing the Crow thing. Yeah. Because, you know, that movie got, you know, that movie is like a cult classic and he still does that. He still does a variation of that makeup to this day. Uh, my kids and I watched that movie um, a couple weeks ago, by the way. They had never seen it. And uh, I, I also that like, movie's great. It Love really is. Uh, now, granted, my 12 year old, there was one thing I forgot that they show in the movie. Because as an adult, you forget when they show boobies in a movie. Yeah, until they <laughs> pop up. And then it's like, like whoa, oh, whoa. I did that with Caden. We were watching like a Friday the 13th movie. And uh, it was like the 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 one, the remake that they did. Um, okay. And I forgot that the girl was topless in a scene. And we're just watching it. And okay. And then all of a sudden, it's like, there she is, just topless. And I'm like, oh. Sorry about that, buddy. And he's like, ah, it's okay. It's just boobs. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I forgot they were there. Yeah. Like you said, as an adult, you forget. Like, yeah. You know, as a, as a little kid, as a teenager. You remember that you, when you're, the you, you, especially as a teenager, you remember every bit of nudity you ever see. Yes. But as an adult, it's just like, uh, well, you remember other parts of the movie besides the nudity. So. <laughs> Yeah, and now, you know, any of these older movies, you know, now I'm, I'm trying to remember ahead of time, and I'll tell my son to turn his head. Yeah. Say, hey, right, yeah. Layton, turn away. Okay, you know, yeah. um, and even doing that with my daughter, we watched Bram Stoker's Dracula like years ago. She still brings this up, even though, <laughs> you know, as a girl, you know, you, but, you know, she still doesn't want to see that in movies, and I forgot how many times just in Bram Stoker's Dracula – you're from 1992, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's boobs. Or I have no idea. They're just eating dinner, and there's just boobs. Yeah, and, it's like, yeah, they're they're at the dinner table. What, what, where are their shirts? What's what's going yeah. on here? <laughs> and and before we get back to wrestling, I actually talking about Friday Thirteenth. I actually found this the other day. The oh, first, okay. The first eight on Blu-ray. Okay. And and <clears throat> by the way, and Shawn Michaels, the movie he was in, I, I knew there was a movie that was a regular movie, Ninety Feet from Home. And it says a troubled former major league baseball player returns home to confront his abusive stepfather. I had okay. never watched it. Um, I neither. I but, didn't even. I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan. I had no clue he was in that one. So 2019. That's when it came out. Okay. So, okay. Uh, that, and that was right before 2020. And we know 2020, you know, the world like started reversing itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, um, you know, when we talk, you know, getting back to wrestling, when Austin, he became kind of face. Now, depending, I think there was a couple of faces at the time. Hogan all of a sudden reclaimed 
you know, he's known. Def- definitely, because, and I mean, the NWO just instantly became pop culture icons. That was just, I mean, it took no time for, I mean, they they hit the ground running at Bash at the Beach. The next night, you know, and Hogan's still in the red and the yellow. And then the next night on Nitro, he comes out dressed in all black. And it was just like the world was talking because it, which was, yes. it was a brilliant move because they knew that the world, not just the wrestling world, but the entire world would be talking about the fact that Hogan's gone to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the conversation that was, you know, back when people used to talk about, you know, the water cooler conversations. Yep. That was the conversation. Hulk Hogan went from red and yellow to all black. He went from, you know, good guy to bad guy. And it's like face to heel, however you want to put it. But that was the conversation all over the world. Yeah. Hogan with one in 24 hours reclaimed his throne as as the face of wrestling. And there may have been some other contenders, but no, he, like said, he jumped back up, but it didn't last as long. But no, because of course, you know, egos got in the way mm-hmm. and WCW was notorious for not realizing and protecting what they had. I mean, they could have, if they could, if they could have kept the NWO small, like it originally was, I didn't even have a problem when they brought in, uh, Xbox. Or Ted DiBiase, you know, he was the the financial story, backer, storyline financial yeah. backer, and then you had because all of these guys worked for WWE, and that was the original idea was they were invading WCW. These all these former WWE guys were invading w, WCW and taking over. They should have kept it as that core group. But when you start having half the roster be NWO members and you've got you've got so many NWO members that it's split off into the Wolfpack, the NWO Elite, and the NWO B team, it's like what sense does it make? It's like you're just fighting against each other instead of following yeah. the original plan. There's some small countries that didn't even have armies as big as what the NWO became. Yeah. I mean, people would, you know, the NWO would show up and it'd be three limos full of guys wearing NWO shirts. And it's like, now you've just watered it down and now it's not, it doesn't really have any impact anymore because when everybody's NWO, then nobody's NWO. (laughs) Exactly. And it, you know, now splitting off the, the black and white and the, the black and red, that one actually, they, they were selling both shirts and. Yeah, that one was, that one was okay because you still had, you know, market you from a had, marketing perspective, from a marketing perspective and even a talent perspective, because like, you know, Wolfpack, you had, you know, you had Hall and Nash, you had Sting, you had Luger, uh, you had Conan, you had Savage for a while. Um, you had like big name guys over here, but you still had because Buff Bagwell had, you know, he made a name for himself in the NWO 
you had Scott Steiner, you had Hulk Hogan. You still had guys over here with that name value. But it's just when they started recruiting any and everybody that it just made no sense anymore. But if they could have stayed small, Hogan would have stayed the face of wrestling for a lot longer because I think that smaller core NWO group could have kept that momentum going for years. Because that's why DX ended up doing so well because DX got to a point where it's like, okay, this is it. You had, you know, because originally you had Sean, Hunter, China, and Rude, and then Rude left after the Montreal Screwjob. Then, you know, Sean, Sean left after WrestleMania 14, 13. Um, no, WrestleMania 14. 14, yeah, after he, he yeah. dropped the title to Austin. Yeah, so WrestleMania 14. And then Hunter took over as the leader. X-Pac comes back. They add the Outlaws. And then that was it. And they had China also. And they had uh, China. Uh, yeah. yeah, but China's a given because she was already an original yeah. member. Um, and she was with Hunter. So you had Hunter, China, uh, X-Pac, and the Outlaws. And then, like, early 2000s, Stephanie was in there, but I don't ever really count her as an actual member of DX. She was just, that was Hunter's wife, storyline-wise. So she was just there by default. But DX was able to carry that momentum for years because they just kept they kept it small. Half the half the WWE roster was not DX, and you know, there's one name that I was going through this. It kind of occurred to me, and is really when I saw a picture. If one of the faces of wrestling wasn't even technically not even a wrestler, and that was Vinnie Mac himself, Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, Vince McMahon took Eric Bischoff's blueprint of. He took the blueprint of being the evil boss, the evil corporate boss, and just turned it all the way up to 11. Because Bischoff had done, you know, Bischoff did actually did the evil boss thing probably a year, year and a half before Vince did, you know, because, you know, Eric Bischoff came out as being part of the NWO and he was the one, you know, he was like their corporate guy that was making all these moves for them behind the scenes. But then when when Vince did that promo after the Montreal Screwjob and said, Brett screwed Brett, oh, he, that was was insta- he was instantly the biggest heel in wrestling. Instantly. And not just WWE. That was another thing everybody was talking about. It's like the owner of this company just said that he had nothing to do with what everybody just saw him have something to do with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he he went on television and basically said, I had nothing to do with this, even though the 24 hours before that, anybody watching that pay-per-view or anybody watching a news clip or anything literally saw him point at the ref <laughs> and tell him to ring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and but when he said Brett screwed Brett with that, you know, with that black eye from where Brett punched him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just instantly, he was the most hated person in pro wrestling, especially to be, do not be a wrestler. 
And, <clears throat> you know, it almost reminds me of, you know, like in Eddie Murphy Raw when he goes, hey, wasn't me. Yeah, wasn't me. in your face. Yeah, wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. Michigan. Maybe it wasn't you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> By the way, I love that one. That one's still a classic. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, when, when Vince McMahon, cause, because it was a real situation yeah. that made him become, you know, cause before, I mean, he did that and Vince McMahon was like, ah, okay. A lot of people didn't even realize he was the owner. They just thought he was the annoying commentator. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There was, you know, and before, you know, things started clicking for me, I thought he was just the, the terrible commentator on the weekend wrestling shows, but yeah. And then, but nobody knew he was the owner until it finally, you know, finally started coming out. And then they finally started addressing it on television that he was the owner of the company. But after that, it was like, and you could tell he was having the time of his life playing the heel. He was having a ball. And probably because of them, 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 uh, the money that was coming in from all the cards because all of a sudden the, the houses got a lot yep. bigger. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, for, you know, you've had managers that have been, you know, really hated. Like Heyman's been on that list. JJ Dillon's been on that list. You know, mm-hmm. different guys, you know, Jim Cornette's been on that list. But, they were they were hated because they were they were heels managing a bunch of heels. This is the owner of a billion dollar company saying that someone screwed that, that basically Brett screwed himself and everybody was like, Oh no, he didn't. And that was it. Vince was the most hated man in, in pro wrestling and it worked because without without Vince being the evil boss. Austin had nothing to fight against. So people wouldn't have been able to relate to Austin if he hadn't have had Vince McMahon to play off of. Because everybody everybody can relate to being upset with their boss or tired of their boss's crap or, you know, whatever. Um, well, we already established Stone Cold at one point was kind of the face. The Rock, mm-hmm. definitely a face. Yes. Um... Cena, I'd say for a while, for a while, yeah. Sadly, for Cena, especially during the more, the lower, more boring points of wrestling, because they're for like, they're the late 2000s through really late 2000s up until about 2011 when punk beat him for the title it was oh it was rough because i mean um indie wise ring of honor was doing great you know tna slash impact it was you know doing what it could to stay relevant i mean they're they've always been a distant number two i mean they're not number two anymore but when they were the only other place to go they were like a distant number two there was no AEW, so it was just WWE, and you could tell they just put it on cruise control and was just like, oh, well, we've already <clears> – <throat> we're basically the only game in town, so we're not going to have to put a, a lot of effort in. So, But Cena was definitely the face of wrestling for a while there, 
It's just wrestling wise, it was just a low point for the company. And and I think part of that scene, I mean, I will give him credit because um with his make a wish foundation mm-hmm. effort, because I mean he's got the record for the most yeah. appearances yeah. and he's still he's not stopping. Oh no. You know, because he no. doesn't do it, you know, for publicity. He does it for I mean because Cena seems like a genuine person, you know, now some of that he's been kind of a genuine kind of a butthole too, but um with some of the other stuff in his personal life, like when mm-hmm. you you find out when him and Nikki Bella broke up, um that they had a they had a relationship agreement. <laughs> kind of like had a big bang theory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so He's like, according to the contract here, you got to move out of the house now. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. You got to go. And you and know, you, couple, signed, you signed it. Signed so. it. You know, <laughs> and and the whole thing, like with the Nexus, you know, that was him, and he's even admitted, yeah, I shouldn't have done that because it killed yeah. six guys's six or seven guys's push. Yeah, you know? like that. So, um, now some of them recovered, but yeah, you know, a couple other ones did not. But yeah, see the, the go ahead. Him going over Bray Wyatt was another one that yeah. kind of that was that that really started the decline of Bray Wyatt at being taken as a serious threat or serious main eventer because you know it basically had Cena squash him in their feud you know Bray yeah. won one match he won the cage match it's only because they had the creepy kid outside the ring and distracted Cena and then Bray was able to win now, granted, I'm not going to lie, the creepy kids with the mask, that was actually kind of cool uh, looking. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It, it, I mean, it was a good effect, but storyline-wise, it just made Bray look weak. It's like, you know, you call yourself the eater of worlds, but then it took a child to distract Cena for you to beat him. Um, Not going to lie, you know, if, if I was in the ring with somebody, especially if you didn't know what was going to happen, and I saw mm-hmm. a kid, or in some cases, they had like the collection of kids. Yeah. I would just, all right, I'm leaving. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the finish is supposed to be. I'm out. Deuces. Yeah. You know, I'm gone. You know, uh, because uh, that was a that was a really good effect, and they didn't capitalize on Wyatt. And I think yeah. Bray Wyatt, I, I'm kind of hit or miss on whether or not he could have been the face. Uh, Punk, I'm still kind of, because Punk also... He was Punk, known. Punk was. Punk was never the face of wrestling. He was the talk of wrestling for yeah. a while. At, like when he. Oh, I love how you put that. That's great. From when he did the pipe bomb. From where he did the pipe bomb on. Punk has off and on been the talk of wrestling ever since 2011. But he's never been the face of wrestling because his ego gets in his way. His ego and his attitude gets in his way. And he thinks, and I'm a CM Punk fan, not so much now as I was back then, but he thinks he's a bigger deal than he is. And it's like, he, I think he views himself on the same level as a Cena or Austin or Rock or Hogan, I think as far as wrestling goes, he views himself in the same category as those guys. And Sam Punk is not as important to pro wrestling as those guys are. Without those guys, pro wrestling would not be what it is now. If you take Punk out of that equation, say Punk never wrestled, might have a tiny effect on what wrestling is just because of his style and him being a smaller guy and being able to do different things. 
but the overall landscape of wrestling would not be affected if CM Punk never laced up his boots. And that that was also kind of proven because he left WWE in 2014 and finally showed back up in um, AEW in what 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven, yeah, seven years, seven years. Yeah. But during those seven years, I mean, you would have people chanting his name. Yeah, they, but, especially if you went to Chicago, you're gonna. Right. Have, you know, I mean, you'd instantly have people chanting his name, but not a single indie promotion or a single big league wrestling company suffered because CM Punk wasn't wrestling anywhere. And I'll throw another name out there now. This is kind of arguable, argue, argue. Oh, you can argue this. I just, <laughs> it's too early in the morning for me to be learning how to talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but another name that uh, some people would definitely associate with wrestling, even though he has done some other things, and that's uh, Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very true. Yeah. Lesnar could be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's the face, but he's he keeps definitely, leaving. yeah, he keeps, his schedule is just not consistent enough to challenge for that title, so to speak. Um, but people do know who he is outside of wrestling because of UFC. And, you know, he also, he actually did make it on the Vikings team. I think he made it on the practice squad for the Vikings practice team. Squad. You know, yeah. but, I mean, which is still saying something. A lot of people will go, oh, he made the practice squad. Okay, what have you done? Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's still impressive. I mean, yeah. Um, and what didn't he appear in one of the WWE's one of their productions? Like I see no evil, like a bit part, probably someone that got killed. I I thought I don't know, maybe I'm I not think, sure. I think everybody on the roster at some point appeared in <laughs> one of their productions. Yeah, um, and actually, Kane. That's actually something else. So you go around Knoxville, you say name a wrestler. Yeah. They'll probably say, "Oh, Glenn Jacobs, because he's the mayor of Knox County," or they might say Bianca Belair, or you know, the, oh. yeah. But I knew where her real name, and I, I don't know what her real name is on top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> even though I have the <laughs> have the roster pulled up, I can actually find it. Um, but you know, but moving on to like current times, do you think Roman is the face of wrestling right now? Because I think if I were to go, and I should have taken, I should have taken a survey of non-wrestling fans and said, "Name a wrestler," and you know, and I'd have to throw other people. So I don't watch that. Um, yeah, but I bet they could still name somebody. They just don't want to admit it, and they're probably a closet wrestling fan. Oh yeah, yeah. it happens. But, but right now, yeah, I'd have to say Roman is the face, and I don't. I think it's it'd be a good. You know, that, that probably would be the, yeah, saying Roman is the face of wrestling, if there is a face of wrestling, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to be as strong as, well, like a Hogan or, or an Austin or The Rock. No, no, it doesn't. It probably, be, and a lot of it is like when Hogan was the face of wrestling. You know, that was when you got the Rock and Wrestling connection. And that's when that really, you know, that's right when that really popped off and started being, uh, getting big, and then you had with Rock and Austin, you get the Attitude Era, and then Cena comes out, and the Ruthless Aggression area gets big doing doing the Doctor Thugonomics stuff, and you know 
goes on from there. Right now, it's like plus there weren't nearly as many wrestling companies then as there are like big wrestling companies as there are now. Like New Japan was just in Japan. It, there was no, you know, they didn't come stateside. There was no crossover over here. Like New Japan has New Japan Strong in California now. So they have a U.S., you know, they have a U.S. contingency of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, the indie scene is huge. If you if you go by the indie scene alone, Matt Cardona is the face of wrestling. If you go I by can the see indie that. scene. Yep. I mean, he is... I mean, he's still racking up. And here, here is how brilliant Matt Cardona is. They gave him crap in WWE, and he still spun that into gold during, you know, doing his original YouTube thing. That got so big that WWE basically took it from him and put it on the network, which killed it because then you had corporate hands all in it, and it wasn't just him being natural doing the thing you had all the scripted crap that wwe loves to do and so then but he still got over in spite of them so then of course they punished him for getting over he ends up leaving goes to the indies and starts racking up titles you know like he's buying action figures which he's a huge action (laughs) figure collector Oh, he Little is. Works. That's right. I forgot about that. He's a huge action figure yeah. collector, and he started racking up titles. He went and won the GCW World Title. He's a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he's still got. I think he's still got six or seven different independent championships right now. Came out over the weekend because his his wife Chelsea Green is one half of the women's tag team champions in WWE with Sonya Deville. So she can't, she used to come out with him on indie stuff. She used to travel with him on indie stuff. But then when she re-signed the WWE, she couldn't do that anymore. He came out with three of his championships over the weekend for, for a match and was wearing his wife's tag title. Ooh. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know what, cause I did see a lot of, yeah, graphic on was, Twitter about stuff. He was, I didn't know what was he going was on. Wearing, he was wearing his wife's tag title because he said that since they're married and she's half of the women's tag team champion, that makes him half of a half of the women's tag team champion. So he's a quarter tag he, team champion. <laughs> yeah, so he wore so he wore the belt to the ring. Uh you know what? Um I like it. I do too. <laughs> you know, as, I, like as far as indies go, it's it's Matt Cardona. I, I can't think of a bigger star or a hotter star on the indies than Matt Cardona. He is in demand everywhere on the indies. You know, every time I see an indie card on Twitter, Matt Cardona's name is on it because he's working. He is, he is showing WWE. This is what you could, this is what you had on your books and you Mm -hmm. just didn't know what to do with it. Uh, By the way, Bianca, uh, Bel Air, her real name is Bianca Blair Crawford because she's married to Kenny Crawford, also known as Montez Ford. Okay. Okay. So, so Bianca right. is her name, just yeah. Bianca Blair. And it's, it uh, sounds but, like she just took, it was probably her because it, it, like her personality yeah. sounds like she took Bianca Bel Air. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. you know what? Yep. 
Once again, especially, I like it. Especially since she started out as a heel. That sounds like something a cocky heel would exactly would do. But yeah, um, I think if you if you pick it from WWE, it's Roman Reigns without question. You yeah. know. Because even non wrestling fans know who Roman Reigns is. Now. It's gotten to that point. I mean, it's it really gotten has. to that point. And that is that is credit. I don't give honestly, I don't give the company any credit with that. I give Roman Reigns, I give Joe all the credit in the world because he yep. built that from he took that dumpster fire of a babyface run that they gave him. Oh, <laughs> And took those ashes and rose like a phoenix and just, I mean, you look back, I've looked back at some promos he did during that babyface run compared to promos he does now. And it's like, I don't even know who this guy over here is because this guy was so, you know, lame on the microphone and was not comfortable and everything. And now Roman can stand in the middle of the ring with that cocky smirk on his face, not even have the microphone yet. And people are already reacting to him. And then when he puts his hand out to Heyman to put the microphone in his hand, he's got every person in that building because they know what's coming next. He gets the microphone. He says, he says the city's name, which gets, you know, gets the hometown pop, even though he's a heel. he knows and, how and, to work. And, that's, and that's like the cheap pop. That's the cheap pop. That's that's the that's the Mick Foley pop right there. That's what I like to call it. You know, you call out the, the hometown. That's that cheap pop that you know you're going to get. But Roman gets the cheap pop, and then it's like, well, I'm going to give him a little bit of a nice guy, and then I'm going to go back to cocky heel because I'm going to tell them to acknowledge me, and they do every time, every town, and. I think with Roman, it was also when they stopped scripting all of his promos, they mm-hmm. started giving him, you know, a little bit yeah. more carte blanche. Hey, we're going to give you some leeway. You do what you want. You have the autonomy to do what yeah. you want on the mic. You know, just here's a bullet point. Please hit the bullet point. But exactly. But figure Which is how, how wrestling should be. Here's the yeah. bullet point. Go. I mean, because that's those were the best promos back in the day. Like when we were growing up as kids and you got flair and anderson and you had jerry lawler and jake the snake roberts and you got guys mm-hmm. like that on the mic they took the bullet points and then cut a promo dusty bring dusty yeah to get yeah. butts in the seats that's that's how it's done and it's like you can't you can't script that and expect people to be like oh well that's that's interesting let me buy a ticket to see that boring thing no <laughs> no it's not gonna work out no but, you know, Roman would definitely be, if you had to pick somebody right now that I think fans, non-wrestling fans, would recognize, it'd be Roman. And I think as an up-and-comer, oddly enough, um, even though he's not a youngster, is um, Cody. Oh, yes. Cody is, yeah. He is at a level, he is already like the fan interaction alone during his entrance is amazing. No. Yeah. And it gets, it seems like every week that part gets louder every time. And it's like, 
the fans are the fans are on their feet and ready to go as soon as the first lines of that song when he says wrestling has more than one royal family the fans are already coming unglued and then that music starts and people are just like oh my god he's here it's it's like that's the that's the reaction and that's the reaction you want to get if you if you're really over that's the reaction you want to get is that the music starts and they're like oh my god he's here because that's how Seth Rollins is now. Yeah. His music and, starts and people are like, okay, here we go. And if you want to see a good promo, speaking of, and you know this was unscripted, go watch Cody's from last night on Raw. I've got to watch that because I saw the chatter on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And I saw how people were like, that was an excellent promo. Yeah. And Co- and Cody is a, he's a damn good promo. I yeah. mean, I mean, you could definitely, and, Dustin was a good promo when mm-hmm. he was when he wasn't shackled with having to be the American Dream 2.0. Right. Dust, Dustin was a great promo. You could just you can tell that they're just that that lineage is just talkers. And, and he, well, he's Cody's talking people into the building to watch him and Brock at SummerSlam. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Cody has taken that few. C- Cody's carried this few. Because Lesnar, you know, he's wrestled two matches. He's attacked Cody a few times. But that's it. You know, Brock doesn't really do promo work and stuff like that. Like you said, Cody's the one that's talked people into building. Cody's the one that's talked people into buying tickets to see SummerSlam. And SummerSlam looks like it's going to be, uh, it actually looks like it's going to be a good card. Um yeah, it does. It looks like it's going to be an excellent card. Um, I think the women's title match has the potential to steal the show. Uh, you've got Oscar's defending against Charlotte and Bianca in a triple threat. Ooh. I'm I'm like you, and I'm not a fan of WWE's triple threat format. But Ooh, I'm a fan both. of all three of them. I'm a fan of all three of them <laughs> because so. that in ring that in ring work is going to be fantastic. Yeah, you've got uh, Seth and Finn Balor in a rematch for the World Heavyweight Title. Uh oh, who's lurking in the back with the money in the bank? Here's the thing: Finn needs to win that. Yes, Seth is at a point where he doesn't need the title to be over because he got over before he ever before the title was ever created. Right. Um, Finn needs to win that title. Then, if they want to split him off from the Judgment Day. Have Damian Priest cash in on him. If they're going to have Damian Priest cash in on him, though, have him win the title. I'm tired of these failed cash ins. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. It's like you you you're wasting. I mean, you the the Money in the Bank briefcase has all this potential of creating a new top star, and then you waste it on a failed cash in just for just for a dusty finish. What point in the sense does that make? I, yeah, you just you just wasted that, like you yeah. said. Um, I know they were they were mad at Baron Corbin, so they made him. That, yeah. In that case, have him give the get the briefcase to somebody else. Exactly. They should. Yeah, they should have booked him in a match like they did with when they thought Mister Kennedy was going to be out for a while. They booked him in a match with Edge. Had Edge beat him for the briefcase. They did the same thing when they realized that. It was stupid to put Otis as Mr. Money in the Bank to begin right. with because you were never going to push him as a main event guy. 
they booked him in the match with the Miz, had the Miz beat him for the briefcase. Just do that. If somebody, if you got to punish somebody, at least keep the briefcase viable for somebody else, not just waste it. And stop putting, stop putting main eventers who don't need it in there. Like when Cena won Money in the Bank. John Cena has never needed Money in the Bank ever. Not since he, John Cena has not needed any sort of extra prop to push him to the top since he beat the big show for the U.S. title at WrestleMania 20. You knew right then that was a future main, that was a future world champion main event guy. That's the guy they were going to strap the rocket to. You knew it then. And him winning money in the bank, one, took a spot from somebody else who could have who needed that spot because Cena didn't need that spot. And then they just have him fail in the cash in. He cashed it in against punk and huge waste. Yeah. And just wasted it. And he announced a week beforehand when he was going to cash it in. No people Which defeats the purpose <laughs> of money in the bank. It's supposed to be a surprise. You catch the champion at their weakest and cash it in. My idea for money in the bank, just my idea. You still give them a title match with regardless of it being money in the bank. You have them, of course, not win the title, but have them lose by disqualification because they started smacking somebody upside the, well, in the WWE, <laughs> the back with a chair. You yeah. know, you beat them down. Oh, I just got disqualified. Oh, here's my briefcase. I'm cashing in now. There you go. Count yep. Pin. Yep. Uh, but it's kind of like in a, it's kind of like in an Iron Man match where you sacrifice. You know, you sac you, you sacrifice a disqualification just to beat down your opponent so you can turn around and pin them and you know, get that win back. I accidentally did that in a, one of the two K games, but I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I hit somebody in the chair, I got disqualified like three times, but then yeah. I ended up winning like four falls. Um that man, that was a long time ago now, it feels like. But oh uh, one thing about, you know, um because when you mentioned Charlotte. Charlotte, her real name is Ashley. Yeah. Dana Brooke, her real name, Ashley Sabera. And what was the last one? <clears throat> um, in, let's see, Shotzi, her real name, Ashley Urbanski. What don't they like about the name Ashley? I just want to. I don't know. They're, apparently, they're not a fan. Of, yeah, of that they name. don't like the name Ashley. As there's yeah. only um, Ashley Mazzaro was the only one that actually used the name Ashley because that was her real name. Oh, I was going to say, was that even her real name though? Yes, that was her <laughs> real name. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, they they just don't like the name Ashley. Uh, and then some of the uh, actually some of the other names on here, I noticed it's kind of off topic a little bit. Some of the other names on here, I was like, oh, I didn't know that was their actual real name. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we know <laughs> Cena. You know, Cena uses his own name. Um, yeah. Orton uses his. Yep. Uh, of course, Ronda Rousey. I mean, you can't get away from that one. Um, Shayna Baszler uses hers. Yeah, that one. Uh, actually, you know what? Now, it shouldn't surprise me because she was also uh, yeah. an MMA fighter. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, Chelsea Green, but her real name is Chelsea Gardona. Um, yeah. Candice LeRae, Candice Gargano. Yeah. Um. But then some of these other ones, um, I, I know Matt Riddle like, is actually Matt Riddle. Yeah. 
But like Becky Lynch, hers, I mean, her first name is Rebecca, but her last name is, well, it's. Um, I just saw uh, it. Quinn. Yeah, Rebecca Quinn. Actually, I don't know if she took his or, or whatever. Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Damien Priest, his real name, Luis Martinez. Mm-hmm. Okay, Damien Priest is a cool sign of name. Don't get me wrong, but Luis Martinez is also kind of. That's in one case, it's like, why don't you just go with her name? Well, his name on the independence and when he was in Ring of Honor, it was Punishment Martinez. See? And that sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, he should have his own shirt, kind of like the one you have yeah. on right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, of course, Dominic, his real first name is Dominic. Yeah. Um, Gutierrez. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Andrew Galloway the fourth. See, Andrew Galloway. That sounds yeah. like, you know, he could be a pretentious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but okay, Finn Balor, his name is Fergal Devitt. Devitt. Prince. Yeah, he went by Prince Devitt in New Japan. Ah, okay. There we go. Uh Gunther. What do you think his real first name is? I don't know. Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Here's the thing. Walter he Hahn. Got, he got over all over the world as Walter. I don't know I, yeah, I do know why, because of course, you know, WWE is like, ooh, let me trademark that. And he's like, he's probably like, No, you're not trademarking my name. No. Because if I ever leave here, I can go back anywhere else and, and instantly be Walter and everybody's mm-hmm. still gonna know who I am. Uh, Umberto Carrillo. His real name is Umberto Garza Carrillo. Yeah, him and Angel Garza are cousins. Okay, I did see that. Uh, I saw the Garza and Angel. Yeah, Angel Garza, Umberto Garza Solano. So they're both Umberto Galazzo. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or no, Gar. I'm sorry. Umberto Carrillo is Umberto Garza. Mm. The A on the end instead of the O. Oh, no, they both have an A. Gar- Umberto Garza. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, yeah, I've, I've just totally lost my train of thought. Akira Tozawa <laughs> is Akira Tozawa. But any, anyway, I just forgot. I, I just noticed that about the Ashleys, you know, when yeah. I was going through this, uh, the list, thinking who else could be the, the face. Sammy's over, extremely over. But, you know, people still don't Sammy's, know who he is. Sammy's extremely over. But I think it's starting to wane a little bit because they didn't keep him in the main event scene. They put him in the tag, the tag title scene, which kind of sucks now because Kevin, because Kevin Owens has got a legitimate injury right now. Okay, that explains why he's not been doing a lot. Yep, he's he's dealing with a legit injury, and that's why he hasn't been wrestling. And, you know, he's stayed on TV and stuff, but he hasn't been wrestling. So, um, kind of leaves Sammy. Sammy's doing single stuff. Like he wrestled Dominic for the North American title last night. But Sammy should have stayed. They should have kept Sammy in the main event scene. He got there. He got over. He got to the main event scene. That's where he still should be. I don't think they could have kept the intensity up, though, because, I mean, think about how just. Man, once the, that once, level. Whew. Yeah, once he left the bloodline and once the feud with Roman was over, though, yeah, there was – I still think he should have been a main event guy. Maybe not even on SmackDown, but uh, he could be in a main event scene on Raw, you know, for the world heavyweight title. But I just think they kind of missed the boat on Sammy. I think in a way they capitalized on it and in a way they didn't. 
Uh, but you know, I, just going through all the, the names, I really can't think of anybody else besides Roman Seth. No, I mean, uh, he's huge. I mean, he's but, over, but he's over, he's over in that WWE bubble. He's not over yeah. outside of that, but Roman's kind of transcended that WWE bubble. Yes. And as far as like honorable mentions, um, even some who are retired undertaker still comes up. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Triple yeah. H, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, Triple H, because, I mean, he's an executive. So, I mean, and, he, and he's part of the, you know, the the royal family of wrestling, you know, the McMahons. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. married into it, but, um, but he, okay, he married, married into the family, but Triple H was a wrestler first. And he thinks from a wrestler's point of view. Yeah. And, yeah, true. He married into the family, but if I had to put up with, the McMahons on a daily basis, uh, I'd want a little credit too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, and probably some, some, uh, medication. <laughs> I mean, you know what? He cut his hair, put, wears a suit every day. I'm like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm doing none of the above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the Miz, I think is a good rep of wrestling. I don't think yes. he's just the fave because Miz he did so much so many other projects outside of wrestling before he became yeah, a wrestler. I agree. Uh yeah, he's a, a excellent representative, excellent ambassador for the company, but n- not the face. Right. Not the face. Um Okay, I just saw Ricochet. His real name is Trevor Mann. I'm like, yeah, Ricochet sounds a lot more intimidating than Trevor. Yeah, he's um, from Paducah. Yep. He's from Paducah. Those of you who don't know, because he was a good friend of um, Jake Petway, who, yep. who we had on the show, who was also yep. a friend of Joylan's, and now he's a friend of mine. I was like, "Hey, Joylan, <laughs> I met a new friend." <laughs> so, um, and by the way, Jake Petway, he makes guitars. He does, and I actually ran into him at Sam's Club a few weeks ago, and he said that him and him and Elias have been talking about doing some uh, him making some guitars for him when he comes back on television. Oh, there you go. Because he actually did have a guitar mm-hmm. um, for Elias. Um, yeah, so outside of those names, you know, Roman, what I have to say right now is not just because he's the undisputed champion with three belts for some reason, uh, but because, I mean, he has re- really been carrying the company. You know, he's put Literally. it on his back. Yeah. And I mean, since, you know, since 2020. I mean, he carried that company through the pandemic, <clears throat> just like John Moxley carried AEW through their through the pandemic. Roman Reigns literally carried WWE on his back through the pandemic. He was he became the most interesting thing on WWE television. He was the only thing I could watch without being distracted by the giant screens behind. He like his stuff was so interesting that I forgot that there were no fans there because just because of what he was doing. I was on those screens a couple of times. I saw myself. <laughs> it was actually, it was actually kind of, it was, it was disappointing when, you know, when you realize what was going on, you're hearing them in, in your ear telling you when to cheer. Uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. But it was kind of cool. You know, when all of a sudden my wife looked, you said, Oh, there you are right there. And <laughs> there so I had to, yeah, I had to, you know, it was on DVR. So I had to rewind it and yeah, you know, I got a picture of it. Uh, but anyway, so I don't have anything else to add. 
Yeah. Um, if anybody, you know, give us any feedback on this, because I know this may be a subject that somebody listens to go, no, no, uh-uh, Noah Gabriel, he's the face of wrestling, because if you know what you're listening, <laughs> you know, I hope to see you this Friday in Mount Orb. So, um, yeah, Noah's a good dude. I just want to let everybody know that. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy, but yeah. I'm, I I still stand by the fact I'm enjoy- loving the heel work. Yeah, uh, you know, Noah's doing good. Glad to see that. And also, you know, give us feedback on who you think the face is, who you think the fa- faces were. And also give us feedback and let us know. Honestly, this is a kind of a technical feedback. Let us know how, how we sound because I just got a new mic recently. I'm still trying it out. And also, if you're on YouTube, let us know the quality of the video because I don't know if you noticed, but the, it may look a little different. I got a new camera. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Yep. It's all HD and, you know, stuff. So, um, and I also got a sound card I was trying to hook up, and I never could get it hooked up yesterday so it could have sound effects. But, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe maybe one day. So, yeah. Uh, but hopefully, you know, we'll we'll figure out our schedule. And we apologize for any anybody who is waiting for us to have a show already on a Tuesday morning. And, well, we're just not recording it on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So until we can yeah, figure I, out. I want to apologize myself. Just I've had life has just been extremely hectic. And our food truck has really taken off. So we've been extremely busy with it. And then I've also got a small mowing business that I had that I started up back in April that's kind of taken off too. So it's just been barely have enough time to breathe, <laughs> much less and, anything else. And just make sure you drink plenty of water whenever you're up mowing again because we don't want you to get <laughs> <Yeah>. exhausted. <laughs> yeah. No, don't don't want to do that again. God no. <laughs> yeah. That was awful. Uh but until we can talk again, my friend, I'm just gonna say good day and good day. God bless. God bless. God bless.